Welcome to the Photographer's Action Plan. We're all about helping you build a successful photography business and life. Our goal is to delight your clients and make marketing, sales, and processes a breeze so that you can focus on growing your luxury brand. We're excited to share with you actionable photography business pro tips and lifestyle hacks, along with some oops moments because let's face it, we all make mistakes sometimes. We want to be your photo biz bestie on the go, providing you with valuable insights to help you grow a profitable photography business without burning out. You'll hear interviews with other photographers and business leaders, as well as solo episodes from your executive marketing assistant, Shar Stackel. So sit back, relax, and get ready to take your photography business to the next level with the photographer's action plan. Hello and welcome to the Photographer's Action Plan. Today we have a special guest and her name is Alicia Haskett. Alicia is a founder, international boudoir photographer and educator, published author with a Bachelor of Fine Arts and a Master's in Business Administration. She has over 10 years of experience as a professional photographer. Her purpose in life is to guide Black women in their journey of self-love, beauty, and pleasure. This is accomplished by sharing her own story of redefining antiquated beauty standards and centering pleasure. At the same time, offering a safe space or a soft space for Black women to define their version of sensuality and sexuality throughout workshops, retreats, collaborations, and boudoir experiences. In 2019, she founded the Coterie Noir, formerly Boudoir for Black Women, an educational community for Black boudoir photographers around the globe. The Coterie Noir is an inclusive educational boudoir community that is fundamentally changing how Black women's essence is captured by the broader boudoir photography community. They host ongoing professional development, educational workshops, and retreats led by culturally competent educators on posing strategic marketing and embodiments and etc. So many more stuff. So welcome, Alicia. This is really important and great stuff. I'm so excited to have you here today. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, so wow. Can you tell me a little bit? I don't know even where to start because uh, <laughs> you have done, uh, you've founded the Coterie Noir plus a published author. So can you tell me a little bit about your story? Sure, sure. So yes, I do have my degree in photography. Um, I use nothing that I used that I use now that I learned in school, honestly. Um, but my biggest thing for me was I love to be able to capture other people. I started that in high school. I was the a school historian. I love taking pictures of everything and everywhere. I actually thought I had books of collages with just images everywhere. And it went on from there to go to college and then graduated and 2008 happened. He's like, what are you going to do now? So I really got into weddings. Weddings are a different type of beast. You need a lot of patience and things. And it was a lot. So I decided to transition and go into family portraiture. And I love working with children. I just didn't like working with the parents. So I was trying to like figure out what was the next step, evolution of what I wanted. And 
And I realized that when I was working with my bridal clients, the part that I really loved is when they were getting ready. I loved the way that the people who were around them really fed into them, loved them, allowed them to feel beautiful and know that this moment was about them. And I wanted a way to capture that every time I worked with my clients. And I felt that boudoir was that that piece of what was missing because I feel like when women get pictures, it usually is around family, graduation, weddings, things like that. It's never just about who they are. And so I really wanted to tap into that. Like, who are you? How are you showing up as a woman, as a person? What does that make you feel like? Right. Yeah, that is so important. And I, I agree. I know a lot of women, they just they they want everybody else to be in the pictures and they aren't. Um, so that's huge. So can, t- can you tell me a little bit about you've, that evolution there? How did you get to specialize um, in boudoir for black women and in that mission, I guess, to, that you're on? Um, it was around 2017, actually. In 2017, 2016, I got divorced and I had to really understand like who I was as a woman and then who I was as a Black woman because it really wasn't something that was out there where I felt like sensual and sexy and I didn't understand how to process that. And so I made it my mission to really figure out like at this new stage in my life, you know, recently divorced. What is it that I want? Like, who am I? And so that was a major shift in the transition. And I was in the boudoir space, but I didn't see anyone who looked like me on the back end behind the camera and then in front of the camera as well. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is a little much. Um, How is it that this is possible? Because most of my the people who are in my life, you know, are black women. And so I don't see us in that space. And so 2017 is when I I said, I'm just going to do boudoir. And then I think like six months later, I was like, you know, I'm just going to focus on black women because I want there to be an outlet for us where we get to identify with our version of sexy, which can be different from any of our other ethnic counterparts because we just got body autonomy like not that long ago. So what does that look like? How do you tap into that version of yourself if you don't really understand how that looks and what that looks like? Because it's not something that you see in society or we get it, but we get a certain portion of it and you want to be something else, but you don't know how to to do that by yourself. So I always say I want to be a safe and soft space for you to land in order to understand who you are as a woman outside of what you do at home, um, what you do for your children, what you do at work. Like, who are you as just yourself? Right. So I think you bring up an important point when you say that there wasn't anybody that looked like you on either side of the camera. Is it an education piece? How is it that you get that engagement on both sides of the camera? How do you how do you um, how do we get the black women in front of the camera or even behind um the camera is that an education is it an encouragement what what do you see that as being i think for uh photographers which is why i created that program and created uh what it was we do for black women first is we just needed a space like we just needed a space to show up fully as ourselves and not have to code switch and do things like that so it was just is there a space where i can show up um, because when I was doing weddings, a lot of the photographers I saw were men. Like I, they were black men. There were really no other 
women photographers who are black women. Even for myself, I worked with my dad. My dad was my second shooter. And a lot of the people who would come up would come to him and talk to him about photography, even though I was the business owner. So I think that was a major shift as well. You know, like just the gender of, you know, oh, oh, you're you are the owner. OK, well, OK. That was a shift because boudoir is usually predominantly women who are shooting boudoir. Like you rarely see men. If you do, they are very skilled at what they do. And or you see the others that are just there to to get something, which is not what we want. That was a big thing. It's like just creating it. I'm of the mindset that if I can't see it, then it doesn't exist more. How can I make it exist? I always say, if not me, then who? And so I was just tired. I was tired. I was in, in another group that was, I think, like 9,000 plus boudoir photographers. And there were maybe a handful of us. And so it started for me with just a group of, I think, five, um, I think it was five of us Black boudoir women who were photographers. And we had a group chat. And I just kept saying, like, there has to be more. Like, we are not the only ones. And so from there, 2019, it became the Instagram page. And then it moved into a website. And then it moved into workshops and then retreats. And so that education piece is so important because representation matters. If you don't see it, you don't know that you are able to do it. And then also just even in the space of making money doing it and making this your full time career was something that a lot of black photographers, if they weren't doing like weddings or portraits of just families and things, they couldn't see it for boudoir. So creating that was just the first step. And then from there for the clients, it's showing boudoir photographers how to embody what it looks like when you really love yourself and then taking it a step further and saying, let me show you how you can love your full version of yourself as you are now. That was something because I find that for a lot of black women Sometimes what happens is because we are doing above and beyond, we disassociate sometimes. So in body, we are there, but in mind, we are not because there's so many things that are happening that we have to deal with outside of just being black, but also being a woman and then dealing with the stereotypes and biases that you see everywhere. So it's also to tell the story of how you got to that point. So for me, it's telling the story of, you know, being married, being divorced trying to figure out who I was, not seeing anything, and then creating this space and then bringing other Black makeup artists, hairstylists on to be a part of this team so you can feel insulated when you come in. Like you don't have, I used to tell my clients, you don't have to bring anything. Just show up. Like that's it. Just show up. I will get your hair. You'll also have makeup, uh, outfits, shoes, big robes, earrings, accessories. Like just show up. And, and we will do the heavy lifting, but you just have to show up. And so that was a, a major shift for a lot of my clients. Like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to worry about this. I'm like, no, I just want you to show up. And when you show up, however you show up is where we begin from that point. So also showing them like this is a safe space and we just want you to show up. You don't have to bring anything else. Just be there. And that's enough to just show up. Right. I love the thought of just showing up. How do you feel that Black women doing boudoir can just show up for themselves? I mean, because it's not it's it's not just the physical I'm showing up to get my you know, be in this session, but it's yes. actual showing up 
to present themselves as who they are in front of the camera, you know, and how how do you Mm -hmm. what kind of words of wisdom? What do you what would you say to a client or somebody who's not who's a little bit afraid to show up for a boudoir session in that capacity? Yeah. The first thing within my space, what I do is we go through breath work because I need you to fully be in your body. So that's the first thing. It's not even a conversation. It's just we're going to sit down and we're going to go through some breathing exercises because I want you to feel your body. I want you to get to know your body. And that's hard. Like COVID has happened. So for everybody, it has been a moment where you're just trying to survive. And so we have a conversation about loving their body and how your body shows up for you every day and how when your body shows up for you every day, you have to treat it a little bit kinder if you haven't already done so. And these are the ways that you can get to that point. I would also send my clients uh, seven days full, seven day affirmations right before the session so they could really start to process like I'm about to do this. These are the things I need to do to prepare my mind, my body, my spirit. And then once they actually get into the space, before I start even picking up my camera, we just do breath work because I, I really want them to to understand how to touch their bodies. That was always a big thing. Um, how to just be in the moment and not worry about what is happening after. So breath work, um, we do a lot of stretching. As I always told them, like, you you may feel like if you are not a person that stretches, this is going to be a lot for you because we're going to be going through a few different things. Like, this is a, a pretty long day. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting them into that point as well and then showing them the poses, um, being joyful in the moment, laughing with them. And that also helped them to relax. And I always am very upfront, like the first 20 minutes, you may not feel really good about yourself. But by the end of this, you know, you're going to be telling me how you want to pose. So we we will get there together. That was the another thing is telling them, like, this is a process that we're working through together. You are not doing this by yourself. I'm, I am there to hold your hand every step of the way. If you don't feel comfortable at any time, we stop. I always told them that, like, we will stop. I had a separate space where they can get where they got dressed. And I'm like, you can go back in there. There's water, there's snacks and just relax. And then when you're ready, we start again. So always giving them that option of I know this is a lot, but you have time. We have time. You can stay. You can stop. You don't have to feel like we have to push forward if that's not what your your soul, your spirit is telling you to do. Yeah, that's huge. That is so, so important. Um, yeah. I love that you are creating that soft space for for Black women to to really embrace that. And you understand that body, mind, spirit that goes into a session like that, which is amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Um, How do you kind of we talked about antiquated beauty standards and centering pleasure in your work? Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Because I'm. I'm curious as to what your take is. Mm-hmm. So the 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 beauty standards that we know that everybody knows this is not just in America. This is the world over. Right. Um, is the lighter you are, the fairer you are, the more pure you are, the more innocent you are. You are also looked on as more feminine. And the darker you are, it is the total opposite. You are masculine. You are not as worthy of safety, of seeing as being someone that's innocent. And so for Black women, 
it is the same. The darker you are, the more masculine you are. And it doesn't even matter if that's not who you are as a person, but that is how it shows up. And so anti-blackness happens with that. And that is a thing that happens the world over. I've, I've seen it happen in my travels as well. Getting away from that and showcasing all standards of beauty and what they look like is something that I think is so important because as you are growing up, even if you're growing up and you're trying to see yourself and you can't see yourself on this anywhere, I think it's, it's, it has changed now. Yeah. It's not as good, but it has tones. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard. Yeah, it's hard to see yourself as beautiful if no one who, you know, on magazines or things like that is showing that they are beautiful, like they all look the same. And so it's very hard to make other people understand that. And so my when I think about it, I think that's why I said when I started, I was thinking, you know, I don't see anybody. So what do I do? How can I be a part of the solution and not a problem and not just keep discussing it ad nauseum like people do on social media about things and not changing anything like that? Like this is this is the why. Why do we keep having these discussions? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a part of it is just stepping into that space and saying, you know, I am beautiful as I am. I show up and I'm beautiful. And with the pleasure, I have a really good friend named uh, Camilla Davis, who is an embodiment coach. She does a lot of things. She's a sexuality coach. And I got that from her. Uh, she was the first person that I remember saying to me, like, when you get up in the morning, your day should start with pleasure. So if that is, what is your routine? If that is getting tea, if that makes you feel good in the morning, then you should start your day with tea. If it is starting a day with music, if that brings you pleasure, then you start your day with music. And she got on me one time, I used to have, I still have it. Um, but this robe that is the most comfortable robe in the world, it is, it is a little, it's kind of falling apart, but it's comfortable. So I still wear it. Right. And she was like, you know, does that bring you pleasure? Like, how does it feel when you see it? I said, it feels like cotton. I don't know. And she's like, no, like you need to get like still something that fat and that feels good against your skin. And she, and the way she identifies with pleasure is pleasure is all around you. It is exactly what makes you feel good and what makes you feel like your favorite version of yourself. And so she, for me, was the first person that made me really process like, oh, I, I can feel pleasure every day. I can do the small things that lead to big things that make me feel joyful, like full body joy. That is something that I strive for and what I always talk about. Like, how are you showing up for yourself that also goes into boundaries like if you don't feel that pleasure is your birthright you you really do have problems with creating boundaries in your life yeah yeah i would agree with that that's 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 a big statement right there i think we have a, a big conversation here that that you are really tackling so many different levels which is you know i i, I feel like the conversation could be larger than just diversity and photography, but, you know, more about, um, like you were saying, the boundaries about just really the, the pleasure in and of, of itself. That's that's a big topic. So uh, you're really embracing all of those things, mm -hmm. putting it into a bundle. I don't know if that's how, can you tell me a little bit more about Coterie New Noir? You mentioned about the mm -hmm. workshops and the different things that you do with it. Can you tell me uh, how it's kind of involved into that educational community? Sure. Okay. Um, when we started Boudoir for Black Women, we started to realize that 
a lot of the photographers were following us because it was just just showing pictures from boudoir photographers who happened to be black. Like that was it. That's all I had at the moment. Um, and then it just transformed into people asking, like, are you guys on programs? Um, what does it look like to take a picture like this? You know, are there other photographers that I can contact that are mentoring? And I was like, OK, we can we can try to see how this works. So it evolved into a Facebook group. And then in that group, we were having conversations around business practices, um, around how to set up contracts. What does it look like when you're doing flow posing? How do you pose for different body types? It, I, what I realized is that we needed to have a central location to put all this information to make sure that people were able to access it. And Facebook is just not that place because Facebook does not want you to actually have anything up that takes you away from Facebook. And so that was a big thing. Yeah, it's, it's big. And then a lot of times people weren't accessing the information because they didn't know it was there, even if they were in the group that just wasn't showing them the information. Yeah. In February of 2023, we decided to take most of our things off of Facebook. We still have the group, but I said, you know, we wouldn't really need something off of social media that we own that is just everything is there in categories where we can show our work. You don't have to feel like if you're showing your work, Facebook may shut your account down, which we've had happen to several of our members. Um, And so we wanted to create that space and that happened. And we right now are in like the the baby stages. So we have certain classes that we've been teaching um, definitely around like chat GPT and how do you use it effectively? And then how to use that for like a model call. And then we're getting into Black Friday. So that's a whole nother program that's going to be taking place. And we just wanted to create a space where people can just show up as themselves and then be able to express themselves, show their work, not be afraid and get positive feedback. I know as an art student, some feedback I got really like just shook me to my core. And so I am always saying, is the feedback you're giving helpful or is it just harmful to that person because you want to be right? So that was another thing we talk about is collaboration over competition and really identifying what community looks like for us. And so for me, that's always been important. Like, how am I showing up for my community? If I'm the only one that is winning, then am I winning at all? Or are the people behind me who also need to get the assistance? Am I doing them a disservice by just being the only one? So that's been a a major pillar for us is how does this look if everybody is getting their needs met at their level? Yeah, I love that. You've really taken the challenges and rolled with them. It's Nice to hear the evolution of, I just want to create something because I don't see it, to something that's larger and incorporating yeah. not just your original view, but everything else that just kind of comes up as it comes up, rolling that into a larger program is pretty amazing. And you kind of already told me a little bit about the kind of the challenges and of that. And I, <laughs> and I think a lot of photographers can probably relate about the feedback piece because I know that I've heard mm-hmm. <laughs> quite a few of my friends talk about, you know, they've had those shake you to the core type words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of photographers in particular And doing that community over competition is pretty amazing. What kind of 
messages or advice could you share with other photographers looking to build something that's true to their values like you have? I think the biggest thing is you have to have uh, a community <laughs> because when I, you know, first said that I was just going to focus on boudoir and then just focus on black women, black femmes, there was a lot of pushback. Like even from family, there was some pushback, even from some people who I was in community with, there was pushback because it was, well, who's going to be your client? How are you going to get paid? Like you're leaving money on the table and and all these things that kept coming up. But I knew that this was something that I wanted to do that for me gave me purpose. So I stayed in that. And then I found people who I who were around me who also believed in what I believed in. But people who wouldn't tell me if I was going off the deep end, like I don't want to be around people that are just going to be like, yes, you can do everything because that's not that's not feasible. So I found people who were who understood my vision, who are a part of my vision, who are now actually some of them are on my admin team. And who really believed in what it is that I was trying to do, because you you can't do it alone. Like you really can't. And it gets lonely if you're trying to do it alone. When you have an idea that's never been you know, done before, it really takes a lot out of you because you're putting in hours, you're putting in work. Um, sometimes things don't work out. And so you really have to have people around you that will give you that strength sometimes when you feel like you just don't have it in order to push you along and sometimes drag you along because they know, you know, what you are capable of. So I think that's that's the major thing is get that team around you who is really vested in you, not just in your work, but as a person, because they want to see you succeed. I think that's that was critical to my success. And now even moving forward, I, I could not do this without them. It, it would not be possible. Right. Right. No, no, that's huge. And I think we are, I think the thing is, is we are becoming more of separated as we are. I think we also are being more of more of a tribal type communities where we're reaching, we're finding people that are here to support us. And because we are a little bit more connected, we have that it's it's really an odd thing i think this t the, where we're at in this time and place is you know we're really connected but we're really shut off and depending on where you place yourself you can be either way and i think what you're saying is mm -hmm. just that community finding those people that that can <laughs> support you and you're able to support them that is really pretty pretty huge so yeah thanks for sharing that alicia what do you have on the horizon since you're doing all these wonderful things and creating this community what else you got uh the newest thing that we have just finally finished is the kono credential pro program so we are in beta testing right now it's supposed to go live on september 12th and this is a five module course with a resource guide and it really is centering how do you capture black women and it's taking it from a historical standpoint so we're talking about black feminism hair, makeup, ethical reasons of why you should enlighten people's skin. So how do you go about, you know, retouching and body positivity and intersectionality within that space as well as allyship? And for me, this is something that I, I've wanted to do for a while. But again, 
I was just like, who's going to want to get this? Like, who, what is, and am I qualified to do this? That was the biggest thing. Like, I didn't feel like I was qualified to put all the pieces together. But again, community stepped in and was like, you need to do it. And so that is something that I am extremely proud about because it doesn't just help our community members. It helps the boudoir, even if you're not doing boudoir, it helps you understand, like, how do you shoot and capture Black women? How do you connect with them in a way that is authentic to who you are as a photographer and a person, but also helps them feel like I can step into my full self. And I know that this person understands how to capture me, even with the retouching, the hair, the makeup. And what does that look like for you as a photographer? So I am I'm extremely excited about it. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. That is that is huge. I don't think I, and I, you know, I've got a very limited view, but I this is the first time I've ever heard of anything like this. So this is pretty, pretty incredible. So thank you. Yeah, we always have an action for our photographers to do after listening to this episode. Is there something that you would suggest that our listeners could do to start incorporating more of that diversity and or pleasure into their either boudoir sessions or even just even regular sessions? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the the first thing, just incorporating pleasure into your day is to write down a list of things that if you could do them every day. Uh, when I start, that's how I started. Like if I can write down these three things and I can do them every single day, my day would be set. Like this would be the amazing thing that I could do. And so I always tell people to start with that and then see if you can do one of them a day. If not, see if you can do one of them a week and then, you know, one of them a month. I try not to get into the quarters, but just trying to do at least one or two uh, within a month to to really getting you into the space of always doing something that allows you to feel like your favorite version of yourself. For the diversity piece, I would say look outside your community for creators. Um, I even do this for myself outside of boudoir because sometimes I feel like I'm just fixated on boudoir because that's what I spend most of my day with. So looking outside of if you're a boudoir photographer, if you're a portrait photographer, you know, family, whatever you are in, look outside of that to see who is creating amazing work that you can follow. You can stay on and say, you know, I I love the progression of this person. I love watching them and seeing how they're working and seeing that the way that they work. And if it's something that you really love, reach out to them. I find that when I reach out to other artists, a lot of times they're just so excited to be like, oh, my God, like you really like my work. Let me and they'll, they'll talk to you. Like if you come to them, you know, as a, as a real fan, like it's amazing to have that space to just have that dialogue about art and creating. And what does that feel like to you? Because creating is different for everyone. And so you want to have that. And that doesn't have to just be like photography. It could be art. It can be an author. It could be writing. Any, it could be anything, honestly. But just having that outside of your everyday, this is who I follow. This is who I look at for inspiration. Just go outside of that. I love TikTok for that because you can find anything and everything. I also love Instagram for that because it will definitely show you things, some things you may not want to see, but it will show you a lot of inspiration that you don't know that's even out there, which is what I love about social media because you can find almost anything and connect with it on whatever level you are connecting with it. 
Yeah, so true. So true. That's perfect. Thank you for for that. Alicia, where can we find you online? So my Instagram, everything is O eight experience. It's O eight and then the word experience. Um, or if it's for speaking in different engagements, it's Alicia Haskett, my full name. Um, the website is the same, Alicia Haskett O Experience, the same thing, O Experience.com. Every I try to make everything as simple as possible. Nice. Nice. I love it. Wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Um, I would say the biggest thing is just having a personal project. I think that also helps with being creative because that allows you to get outside of your space. If you're just doing one thing, it really allows you to find your purpose and your passion in what you're doing. Yeah. I know. I just uh, I just saw somebody on Instagram, a photographer. She, during COVID, started doing miniatures because she didn't work. And she said it just opened up so many things for her. She started just taking photos of miniatures. I was like, that is so cool. And it's kind of just speaks to that creative side and just tapping into something you wouldn't normally do and opening mm-hmm. up something, something completely different. So I love that. Yeah. I do. I love that a lot. All right. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to maybe having a conversation with you a little later because I feel like there's so much more going on in your world that we could pinpoint into a little smaller buckets, I guess, as it were. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Always something going on for sure. <laughs> well, keep us uh, keep us apprised as to how your beta program for the Kono credentials come out. And um, we look forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Photographer's Action Plan is produced by Action Arrow Media, marketing assistance for photographers. If you want marketing assistance to grow your business or to book your soulmate clients without burning out, yes, I see you too, mama. Visit us at actionarrowmedia.com or at Action Arrow Media on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, well, thank you so very much, really. And I'd love to chat and find out a little bit more about you. You can screenshot your podcast app, share it to your Instagram story and tag me at Action Arrow Media so we can connect. Again, thank you so much for listening.